guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I want to get into chapter two today, and then a little bit into chapter five, and there's a wonderful message here. It's hard to do but hopefully as we go through this, you'll be able to see some ways that it can be done in our lives. So chapter two, verse five, you get into this one right here. It says, but if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Now, you know how I like going to different versions of the scriptures. If you look, the NLT, the New Living Translation says, I am not overstating it when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me. Now we'll talk more about that in a second here. Verse six, sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was inflicted of many. So that contrawise, ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. I love these next couple of verses here. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ, or in the presence of Christ, or with the authority of Jesus Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Boy, isn't that true? So you go to the Come Follow Me for this week, and one of the things it says is, Forgiveness is a blessing I can both give and receive. We don't know much about the man Paul referred to in 2 Corinthians 2, 5 through 11, this man who they were told to forgive, only that he had transgressed and that Paul wanted the saints to forgive him. Why do we sometimes fail to confirm our love toward a loved one who has offended us? Often the ones that are the hardest to forgive are family, friends, and loved ones, right? How does withholding forgiveness harm others and ourselves? And how does withholding forgiveness give Satan an advantage of us? Now, All of us, I think, will agree that forgiving others is easier said than done, but we also understand that it must be done, and it's one of those things where if we don't, Satan can very much have control of our hearts there, and he can get a hold of some things, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So I think the thing that bridges the gap here is you go over to chapter 3, and there's a great verse here in chapter 3 that I think will help us in our forgiveness process. You go to verse number 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our Our sufficiency is of God. Now, again, I love the New Living Translation here. It is not what we think we are qualified to do on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Now, one of the cool footnotes there is you click on it and it gives you Alma 26 verse 12, which many of you are familiar with. This is Ammon's homecoming report, if you will, in the Book of Mormon. He says, Yea, I know that I am nothing. As to my strength, I am weak. Therefore, I will not boast of myself, but I will boast in my God. For in him, his strength, I can do all things. Yea, behold, many mighty miracles we have wrought in this land for which we will praise his name forever. I think we will agree that forgiving someone often takes a miracle. It really does. Now that miracle that is referred to in this chapter three, that sufficiency that we have towards God takes us over to chapter five. Now chapter five is so good. I love this chapter. Again, there's, like I said at the beginning, there's so many different ways we can go with this whole week of study. You go to chapter five and you go to verses 17 through 20 and it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Old 
offenses, old grudges, they're passed away. Behold, all things become new. And that's kind of that bridging the gap. That's what Ammon was talking about in that Alma 26. He's like, I can't do anything by myself, but in Jesus Christ, I can do all things. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, who hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. We'll talk about that in a second. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses against them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. What a great title to call ourselves. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Now, I want to show you the NIV, the New International Version, which I think is so cool of this. Just the same verses that I just read to you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. There's that phrase again, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, this idea of reconciliation, I've mentioned this before, that the word atonement is only mentioned once in the New Testament King James Version. The word that's in the other versions is reconciled or reconciliation. So the atonement and reconciliation are two very similar concepts. It's when we become reconciled back to God. And many of you are very familiar with the talk from Elder Holland called The Ministry of Reconciliation back in 2018. Such a good talk. I would recommend everybody to read this. This talk. In fact, back in the Come Follow Me, it says you might also ponder what it means to be ambassadors for Christ in the Ministry of Reconciliation. What insights do you gain from Elder Jeffrey R. Holland's message, The Ministry of Reconciliation? A uh, little clip here I just want to show you, just a little short clip that I think will help us understand this idea, and I hope it will provide us some strength to be able to remember that we can do all things through Christ, including forgiving others. So go ahead and watch this. Surely each of us could sign cite an endless array of old scars and sorrows and painful memories that this very moment still corrode the peace in someone's heart or family or neighborhood. Whether we've caused that pain or been the recipient of the pain, those wounds need to be healed so that life can be as rewarding as God intended it to be like the food in your refrigerator that your grandchildren carefully check in your behalf. Those old grievances have long since exceeded their expiration date. Please don't give precious space in your soul to them any longer. As Prospero said to the regretful Alonso in The Tempest, let us not burden our remembrance with a heaviness that is gone. Forgive and you shall be forgiven, Christ taught in the Sermon on the Mount. And in our day, I the Lord will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. It is, however, important for some of you living in real anguish to note what he did not say. He did not say, you're not allowed to feel true pain or real sorrow from the shattering experiences you've had at the hand of another. Nor did he say, 
In order to forgive fully, you have to re-enter a toxic relationship or return to an abusive, destructive circumstance. But notwithstanding, even the most terrible offenses that might come to us, we can rise above our pain only when we put our feet onto the path of true healing. That path is the forgiving one walked by Jesus of Nazareth, who calls out to each of us, come, follow me. In such an invitation to be his disciple and to try to do as he did, Jesus is asking us to be instruments of his grace, to be, and I quote, ambassadors for Christ in the ministry of reconciliation. That's how Paul described it to the Corinthians. The healer of every wound, he who rights every wrong, asks us to labor with him in the daunting task of peacemaking in a world that will not find it any other way. Well, I love that message from Elder Holland. Again, if you haven't read the whole thing or watched it, go back and watch it. It is wonderful, and it gives us hope that we can be able to do all things through Christ, including forgiving others to be able to become those ambassadors of reconciliation as he wants us to be. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.